1: Baby, you can drive my car. Yes, I'm gonna be a star. Hi, how you guys doing? Welcome to another episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your mostly trusted host, Jamie Rodriguez. This in every episode. And we thank you guys for joining wherever you're coming to us from. Thanks a lot for joining. We're so thrilled to have you for this episode. As Halloween is here and we kind of ramp up for the holidays and we start looking at the end of the year. Um, but gosh, we are finishing the month of October strong with an incredible Americana singer-songwriter based in Nashville, Tennessee. She is an award winner, writer, and performer. In alone, in 2019 alone, she won the Curbill Folk Festival's New Folk Competition. And she was um, also done really great in others like the Telluride Bluegrass Festival Troubadour Contest. We saw her during Americana Fest, and when I tell you that people were crying, my friends, people were crying. I mean, tears of emotion, tears of hope, tears of joy. That's how powerful she is. We're talking about Live Green, L-I-V-G-R-E-E-N-E. She's from originally from uh, the D.C. area, Washington, D.C. area. She's been in Nashville now for two and a half years, going on three years, and she's just phenomenal, guys. Uh, you guys uh, are going to love her. She released an album in 2020 called Every Bright Penny, which is phenomenal, and she's gearing up for some new music coming up, so we're super excited for that. Um, she's ramping up her tour, so just keep her on the horizon, guys, livegreen.com for all the touring needs and to find out more about her, um, but we're so thrilled she was here. She's a name you I don't know. She reminds you of Emmylou Harris. She reminds you of, um, gosh, she's just incredible, so... Thank you for joining, Lit. Um If you're new to the show, thank you for joining. Please click subscribe. Give us a review. That helps us quite a bit. Let's get on with it on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Literally look at you. How
0: are you doing?
1: Let me analyze your compound, your fashion, because I need to know that an, an artist that makes me feel so many emotions, how they dress, how they live. I need to see it.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, this is my, you know, my little room in East Nashville.
1: Your compound, look at that. You've been in Nashville, what, two and a half, three years, Liv?
0: Yeah, two and a half years. um, Wow. Coming on that. I I moved here in June of 21.
1: Amazing. Do you love it?
0: I love it. Yeah, it's definitely like a beautiful, super packed community of musicians. You can never really get bored musically. I
1: mean, it's crazy that you've been here two and a half years, Liv, because you've already established your name it's like everybody knows you. Your music, your songwriting is like everywhere. So, man, you're, you're killing it.
0: So That's really sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've um, kind of dreamed of moving to Nashville for a while. A lot of my like community from Boston and from when I was growing up in D.C. and going to music festivals in West Virginia and New York, a lot of my music community has kind of been here for a while. So it's it's been the natural next step. But um, I'm really grateful to to have such a good community down here.
1: Did you always know that, Liv, that Nashville was the next step? I, I know you were rocking it in Massachusetts and in T.C. Yeah. Were you always like Nashville's the place?
0: Um. Yeah, I think probably by like senior year of high school, it was a pretty strong feeling of uh, maybe I should move there once I graduate uh, college, just because a lot of my kind of mentors through music camps, like Michaela Ann, who lives down here in Nashville, um, people that I'd known since I was like 15, Kristen Andreasen, a lot of them were moving from, Brooklyn to Nashville in like 2013, 14. And so a lot of my like, you know, mentors and community was already kind of down here and and talking about how great it was. And so I think, yeah, probably going into college, I already kind of knew that that was where I would end up after college.
1: Love it. Well, you're in the right place, Liv. We're glad you're here. And honestly, I feel like I spent the past like a couple of weeks with you because I have listened to Every Bright Penny like 718 times and the preview of Deep Feeler as well. Like, oh my God, Liv. So well, I can't wait for the world to hear it. But okay. I feel like I really got to know you through your songwriting, live a little bit. And I especially enjoyed how much of a romantic you are. Oh, and yeah. have you always been like a hopeless romantic? Um,
0: yeah, I think so. I'm really, I was always, you know, I'm the youngest of three girls. And I feel like I've always been kind of dramatic. You know, I've always been like, <laughs> uh, I was never good at theater, but I was always a drama queen and um, really into just kind of oversaturating the emotion and things when I'm writing about them or when I'm uh, watching movies or as a kid, I would listen to like my iPod in the car and look out the window and pretend I was like in a music video. I I feel like I've always been (laughs) kind of like turn the saturation up all the way with the emotion. And so being a hopeless romantic kind of goes in line with that, especially with loving storytelling. I feel like so much of um, being romantic is, is the story that we tell ourselves about something and being obsessed with being like the archivist of something. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think I've kind of always been that way and songwriting just kind of made sense for an outlet for me.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, there's so much to unwrap there. Like, I, I just love your stories, Liv, but, you know, being a hopeless romantic and, and for some in my audience that may not know, you know, you, you're a lesbian. How was that, um, you know, you went to a Catholic school, you yeah. know, and I know that like, you know, you came out pretty later in life and being, I, I, I just imagine. Like, I'm I'm a pretty romantic guy myself, but obviously, like, not being able to kind of, like, express that at 14, at 15, that must have been hard, right?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, my queerness is definitely something that, I, yeah, I think in high school, I mean, I went to an all-girls Catholic school. It's so cool that you, like, did this, you, you know, these things. Um, Thanks for, for doing the little research on me. Um, You're But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I went to an all-girls Catholic school. I went to Catholic school most of my life. And I grew up in DC, which was like accepting enough, but I think um, on the whole, I didn't really have a lot of queer representation. And so I I never really let myself be queer um, and be in myself. So I think in high school, I didn't have a lot of friends. I just kind of, uh, you know, did well in school and then played my guitar in my room. And I think, yeah, storytelling and dreaming of romance was like the the closest I wanted to get to it because I wasn't quite ready to, um, I don't know, to like let myself explore that in real life like one of the songs on every bright penny wishing well which is actually the one i play probably the most from that record um i actually started writing in high school so it's it's kind of funny to think about how um yeah songwriting was kind of an outlet for me to like scratch that romantic itch when i wasn't quite allowed sure. uh, myself to, to go there
1: that's yeah. funny I, I would have pictured you were like the most popular girl in high school i, I still think am i wrong
0: um, that's so sweet. Yeah, no, I definitely did not peak in high school. Luckily, um, yeah, I, I, in Catholic school at least, I was, um, pretty, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty much a homebody. I would like go to folk shows with my mom, and I was more of a floater. I had like friends in different friend groups, but um, yeah, I, I played soccer. You know, that was a good wow. Look at you. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a little bit of a, a, a homebody.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, thanks for breaking that down, and you know, obviously. We're both friends with like people like Katie Pruitt, and there's a lot of people in the community. But I just find that that stuff fascinating. But I live. You mentioned you like to act a little bit as well, or you tried to act. Tried. You tri-
0: I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm terrible at acting. It's uh, as a kid, I didn't I didn't grow up in a musical family or anything. So uh, when I realized I was obsessed with singing, my parents were like, "Okay, we'll send you to theater camp," uh, like yeah. a little day camp in DC. And um, yeah, I, I have never really grasped the, the concept of acting. I think I read the script in a monotone and then got an ensemble role and cried in my bed for two days. That's hilarious. Let's
1: take a quick break because I wanted to talk to you about HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh, guys? Well, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You know, you turn to HelloFresh Market for yummy add-ons and you enjoy the season's limited time fall flavors line up as well. You can feast on desserts like the apple cider cake with caramel sauce or please a crowd with appetizers like the barbecue pulled pork nachos. And don't forget the mini pumpkin cheesecake, perfect for a me-time treat. HelloFresh does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-portioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. How easy is that, guys? And I mean, and let me tell you guys, like I travel obviously a lot, you know, covering music events and doing podcasts on the road and all that stuff. And I got to tell you, when I get home, the little time that I have, it's, it's hard sometimes to eat healthy. It's hard to, you know, go to the grocery store and cook. Um, you know, time is valuable for me and, and for j Rock Concerts Media. And HelloFresh, it saves time. You know, you get home, you get everything ready to go. It's delicious. Yeah, I mean, you, you have stuff that is pretty much ready. All you have to do is follow the instructions and you know you're eating fresh, you're eating healthy, and it's it's just uh, outstanding. So it's really made my life much easier and faster. So I love to do it uh, while my cat bugs me, while, well, you know, m- maybe listen to some new records that they send me for review, that kind of stuff. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 jrockconcerts and use code 50 jrockconcerts for 50% off. Plus free shipping. Again, you go to HelloFresh.com slash 50JRodConcerts and use code 50JRodConcerts for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. That's hilarious, Liv. But yeah, like the, the times I've seen you perform, I mean, you do have a magic inside of you, Liv, and you got like a superpower. Like I've seen rooms or or also like a garden just kind of like shut down and be enthralled by every one of your words. Is that, is that like what you, like, what is it about performing, whether it's acting that you tried or music that like, is that, is that what it is? Is that the magic trick that you, like, it's, no one can do it like you do it live.
0: Oh, thank you. Wow. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I think to me it all kind of lays in the songs. Uh, I do love performing, but I think the magic really lands for me in like going to a place while I'm performing in the songs. And so. Uh, it takes a lot more work if the songs are older. um, But uh, I I feel like my commitment in performing um, is to kind of try to be on the emotional journey that I'm trying to take everyone else on while I'm performing. So it's kind of a meditative practice. So um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I definitely have been thinking a lot about recently, like the difference between performing and entertaining. Um, And yeah, I feel like, my kind of feeling about performing recently has been almost like it's like it's a meditation and the more i can tapped into the magic of of where i was when i wrote the song and what i what i was trying to say and who i was speaking to the better the performance ends up coming out somehow
1: interesting so when you say that it's harder to perform an older song is it because is it because like you're like a different like you're a different person than the girl that like you know fell in love with new york or something Is, is that why
0: yeah, definitely. I I think um, musically, obviously, you know, it's they're well-worn paths, like the the riffs you might play. Um, ideally, I'd like to you know visit like a new place every time I'm playing a song. Ideally, I'd like to like you know take a, a fresh take on it every time. But sometimes um, it's it's easier to to be on autopilot with those older ones because of how much muscle memory we have. Um, so yeah, trying to be fresh with the emotion on the performance uh both with where I'm at in my life and also with how drilled they are into my body at that point with playing them, uh definitely a pos- struggle.
1: I think that I think that's why your performances are so strong, Liv, because you really get into into the performance on a very deep visceral level and like we feel it. You know, you're not just mailing it in, I guess. But uh, Yeah. Oh my God, I have so many questions for you, Liv. But let me ask you, like you're always so like, you know, like like right now, you're just like so like in, in a good place every time I meet you and everyone loves you, but obviously it's not easy to like stay mentally sharp, mental health and all that live. What, how do you do it? Like, you know, why do you, what are you like, how do you stay, you know, in good mental, mental shape?
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways it, it, um, I don't know. I think my community and my, uh, love of being outside and okay. Those are like three things that I I, I try to come back to. Um, it's definitely as I'm like moving forward in my career, um, getting ready to release this next album, I'm going to be on the road more and i mm-hmm. am been on the road more this year than I ever have before. And so just trying to learn how to ground myself in those things, the people I love, whether they're with me on the road or if I can FaceTime them, um, you know, being present in what I'm eating and, and really just being grateful for it and also yeah. to- um exercising I, I love roller skating that's something that's been that's great really great for me but yeah just the basic stuff um taking care of my body has been like really big for me in terms sure. of being grounded wherever I am
1: do you like touring Liv I, I know some of some of our peers love it and I know some others you know uh, not so much
0: yeah I definitely am like learning um I'm learning how I feel about it I think I've been touring since I I was like 18, very DIY. I was in like a a little duo with my friend, also named Liv. We were called Live and Let Live. Just play fiddle with banjo. And um, yeah, I mean, I think I definitely feel like in a way it's, I I wish that our industry rethought it a little more. I think um, especially with carbon emissions and just like the amount of resources that go into it and how you don't really have that much of an experience of a place when you're going from green room. To hotel, to green room to hotel. Um, however, I think as I'm getting further into my career and and getting to like put my music out and meet people um who have connected with the songs, it's it's been a lot more enriching to get to to travel with the songs because I can see um, yeah, meet meet so many beautiful people. And so I think focusing on the people um, has helped me with the yeah. of it.
1: that's a good way. that's a good way to put it. Like the people, the colorful people, the different people, the different states. And, uh, you've talked a little bit in, in other interviews live about kind of like the financial challenges of being an artist today and and that is so true that is so true what is the one that like i don't know the one that is like your biggest like pet peeve today is it like streaming is it touring like the cost of gas the cost of hotels which one is like one that you like really you're like man like we we should focus on that one yeah you
0: know? streaming <laughs> Um, I, I feel like you, when you ask this question to other people, if you do, they, they might say a similar thing. I know wage cuts have been a, a popular topic recently, but yeah. great. I'm glad that people are bringing light to that. I'm only in the beginning stages of my career where that hasn't affected me as much, but streaming is definitely something that, um, uh, I am passionate about trying to bring change to, um, there are some great groups like, uh, UR, union, um, for musicians and allied <laughs> workers, Um, there's a lot of groups that are trying to bring about streaming justice just because I don't know. I mean, I could blast everything is free now by Gillian Welch over and over. (laughs) That's not crazy. You know, that's our soapbox, but it's true. I mean, um, I, you know, I didn't really get an opportunity to come into the industry when music was, was purely bought and, and it would just, I don't know, the cost of recording versus the amount that the music actually makes is just insane. And it's, it's something that we've normalized, um, and I wish it weren't so. I mean,
1: yeah. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, a song like Take Me to the Station or Independence. I mean, these are songs that you spend, like, hours writing, like, resources. like they, And it's so crazy that kids now, they can they just think it comes out of, like, thin air, you
0: know? It's wild. Yeah. But I, yeah, for sure.
1: Like, I know when you were growing up, like, it was, like, a CD in your house was, like, okay, like, your parents are going to play this CD. And he was, like, okay, we're, you know, Emily Lou Harris, like, that's the night, you know?
0: no absolutely
1: but yeah for sure speaking of um, uh, you know you, you say you're in the your early stages of your career and you are live but you are kicking like ass americana fest you were one of the breakout stars how was how was your first americana fest
0: oh it was great i mean yeah i mean i live in nashville so you know it it was just kind of like nashville turned all the way up and oh, and God. being so packed with musicians and um yeah i don't know it was awesome i i really can't complain um uh yeah, I got to play full band at City Winery Lounge and brought my banjo out again, which was nice. And yeah, it was just so inspiring, especially with the the queer community being really strong there. Um, totally. Yeah, we we did this event Americana Proud on Tuesday night.
1: And I so heard it was great. Really,
0: really moving. Um, yeah, yeah, to be among a community like that.
1: I heard that was really special. I'm sorry that when I saw you on Sunday, I I was so tired, Liv.
0: Oh, for calling me. That was so. <laughs>
1: I was like I was like I, I need to see Liv and I need to see a few others and my friends insisted Chisholm. so I got to drag myself there but I pretty much dragged myself there. I was yeah. so tired.
0: Wow. Well,
1: <laughs> well, and I'm glad I did because my god, what a performance. And 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 thank you for your time. Liv. Let me ask you just one more song, a couple more so a couple more questions, sorry. Yeah. Let me ask about your songwriting really quickly, your process because you know, you're one of the best songwriters in town in my opinion. I mean yeah, and, and you've won awards to Caribbean Folk Festival, the New York competition for, you know, so many stuff. You also did the inside voices thing. That was cool, that music camp during the pandemic. But I'm curious about your process. Um now that you've been here, are you like in the kind of like music row kind of vibe where it's like, let's go write a song every day from eleven to four, kind of like the discipline of it? Or is it like you're roller skating at Shelby or whatever and you see a squirrel and you're like, idea that's it you know what i mean which one is it Liv?
0: yeah wow you really have it down that's that's kind of that's kind of me um yeah um but the second one for sure and i i think living here it can be really inspiring because of how so many people treat it like a full-time job where they're like okay clock in let's let's try to write songs um and i i definitely feel like that kind of discipline is like magic it can be um in terms of just showing up uh, there's this this idea of songwriting as as panning for gold, and you show up to the river every day, and and a lot of the time it's weird rocks and silt and sand, but it, it's the discipline of showing up. It makes it easier to to strike the gold, um, and to be comfortable with bad ideas and and knowing that that's part of the creative process. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm definitely trying to weave more discipline into my like songwriting practice, but um i've always kind of struggled with the clock in and let's write a song thing um i feel like songs are, are a little more mysterious to me and harder to pin down in that way
1: amazing amazing well Liv green you have a busy day ahead of yourself but i just want to tell my audience i think they have to check out every bite penny and deep feeler when it comes out i mean Liv green this is a name that listen on my show we've had lady wilson before she broke up morgan wade and i think we're gonna put Liv green in that bucket i think you are amazing You give us all the feels and life, sweet mother of God. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Of course, have a great day, Liv. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Bye.
0: You have been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.